What's up, Boundless? Happy New Year. Happy 2022. We're joined with uh, your boy Kevin and me, David. Yes. What's up? So, firstly, uh, Happy New Year's. I wish all of you guys the best this upcoming year. Um, I know for a lot of people, they really look to New Year's as kind of a, a fresh, clean slate. Um, to you know, start with new resolutions or just starting something from scratch all over again and letting things go in the past. Um, so yeah, I really want to wish you guys a great New Year's uh, filled with health and prosperity. In the Asian culture, in, for like Chinese New Year's, right? Like we always like have these, uh, I guess they're blessings, right? Like, yeah, blessings, wishes for... Other yeah. people. Right, right, right. And, and it's always good health, happiness, and prosperity. Right, right, right. So I know, you know, um, this isn't Chinese New Year's and all the audience isn't Asian and, you know, celebrate that. But, you know, I wish it the same nonetheless. Same. Yep. Yeah. Today, mm-hmm. what are we talking about, man? <laughs> so today we are going to talk about addiction. So addiction in many different forms, Oof. right? So addiction is big. I mean, we know addiction as the big thing as, for example, alcohol addiction, porn, um, work, things like that. But there's so many layers of addictions that maybe we may fail, to realize. fail to realize. Right, 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 right. For example, something small as caffeine or sugar. Let's just say that sugar. My friend, that is not small, man. Sugar is the one of the biggest addictions. But most um, people don't know that. Most people don't know that. Yeah, I mean, most people don't know that. We used to do at my old gym, and this was a thing. It's still kind of a thing, but Whole30, which is a 30-day reset of eliminating certain um, food groups, and one of the things is sugar. And eliminating sugar sounds okay. Eliminating sugar, that's fine, but it's all forms of sugar. Talking about addiction, we don't know it until you stop for, say, a week or 15 days. Now you're just craving it, just like, ooh. Right, Right. and you're aware of your body's, like, change, Mm -hmm. your body's uh, uh, reaction to um, the elimination of that substance, which is, in this case, sugar, right? Um, But it's wild, right? Because, in a sense, it's like withdrawal. Some people get withdrawals just from... Sure. But before we dive so deep into this addiction topic, you were talking about Whole30 and, and like the, these programs that you did um, at your old gym. But I know that here at Boundless, you were thinking about doing a six-week nutritional challenge, and I think this is a good way to get that out there. Too. Yeah, so yeah, six. we're doing a six-week challenge. So the thing with nutrition, especially the new year, mm-hmm. and one of the main things that... The reason why we have group classes is, and we're seeing it now more days just because now everyone's at home more and um, everything's kind of just, you can do conveniently at your home, is that you need accountability, right? Right? You might have a home gym, but, and it's conveniently right there, but if you have no one else to do it or no one to hold you accountable, you're more likely to fall off. So accountability, um, some kind of structure, right? Right. If you don't have a program, a plan, or like someone writing the workouts for you, right, then it's very hard to fall off because you're like, "Eh, I'm doing it. I'm not really sure. Right. So structure is the other thing. And then having other people that creates some kind of motivation or inspiration. Right. right? right, right. Wow. David's going 
for two weeks already straight, sticking to his plan. If he's doing it, I'm going to do it. And it just kind of holds that accountability and inspiration from others. So that's why we have a nutrition challenge. Because right. um, we need that. Right. Um, I'm pretty disciplined, but I can tell you from this past two years that I can fall off too. If there's, for example, David's, we started working out now, that's giving me motive right. again right. to like really train hard versus where I was just kind of, yeah, I'm doing it, but... Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the six-week challenge, we are one workout away from finishing our 12-week program. Yeah, Um, 12-week program. So we had like a 12-week 8x8 program that we are on the cusp of finishing. And uh, I'm smiling right now because (laughs) I weighed myself this morning and I am 218.6, which is an 18.6 pound increase over the last 12 weeks. And this is, yeah, this is muscle weight. This is not a, this is good. But it's mostly in the trunk, but you know, it's, it's, it's cool, you know, it's, That's it's the results, big muscles. you know what I'm saying, it's the big muscles, and I, I've definitely really seen, like, my strength, and, you know, um, especially in the pool, especially in the pool workouts, like, deadlifts, uh, mm-hmm. even squats really, like, have grown, and not even on most lifts, too, you know, like, yeah. I saw the strength increase on my bench and whatnot, um, <laughs> So, all right, enough about me boasting, though, um, but that, that, that really, like, hits on the point about having a plan, having structure, right, because then your workouts are very um, detailed, and you're not really lost in, in the day-to-day when you get to the gym, you don't know, oh, what should I do next, what am I going to, you know, like, oh, I don't feel like doing this, let me substitute with that, right, you're on a plan, it's structured, um, you know what you need to do. There's a reason behind it. There's a why behind it, right? Um, and what also helped was we did it together, having right. a buddy. Right. So that accountability, having right. that kind of um, motivation. Right. He's going up 10 pounds. I'm going to try to go up 10 pounds. Right, 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 right. And then, hey, are you going to go Wednesday and hit day two? Right. Yes, I'm going to be there. And it's So anyways, the nutrition challenge, if you need some accountability, if you need some structure, if you need some motivation or inspiration... This one will help you. It's going to be six weeks. Everyone has different goals. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to have you decide on what plan you want. For example, for example, some people want to lose weight. Right. Some people might not want to lose weight. They might want to gain weight and build muscle. So it's a totally different plan. Right. Um, so base, And someone has different goals. Maybe weight's not an issue, but they just want to eat healthier. Right. So... Less processed foods. Right. Depending on your goals, you pick the plan. If you're not sure, you can come to me. I will give you a plan um, or help you, guide you with whatever you need. talk. And I think the biggest thing that we want to do, too, is also ask your why for having that goal in mind, right? Like, for me, and, like, gaining strength, you know, I had a reason behind it. And, And having that why gives you a clear understanding of your motivation to do it. And I think that helps you... um stick to the plan more like it's easy to say you want to lose weight but there has to be a why behind it right like is it for health is it for looking good at the beach for one photo shoot you know what i'm saying like it's important to know your why because then it really emphasizes how important it is to stick to it or like your your priorities for it behind it right and i think in consulting with kevin and really narrowing down your objective and your motivations um and then working on your the finer details of the nutrition. Yep. You know, um, I think it's going to be a great one-two punch. Yeah, we'll have a plan. Come to class. We'll have workouts and 
um, for six weeks, we'll kind of get back on track with our health and fitness. Right, right, right. Um, and these goals doesn't have to be anything deep, too. It can be something as simple as I got a wedding in four months. Yeah. I want to look good, look good, fit right. in my dress and feel good, look good. And that's it. Right. And that's enough motivation to stick with the plan. Right. As simple as that, guys. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, let's go back to addiction. Addiction. All right. Sugar is the easy one, man. I'm addicted to sugar, man. I love my sweets. But, but, what other what other addictions high level like what other addictions are there? Um, we said you said porn, porn, porn's be. I mean, that's like what what do they say? That's like the number one thing on the internet that gets the most traffic. Yeah, trading view. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. Porn is definitely one of the top three, top five. I'm, you know, correct me if I'm mistaken, but one of the top three, top five in uh, traffic. Yeah, and that's insane because you know your homepage is Google. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's up there and it's wild, right? Because it's free, or a lot of it's free. I, I know that there are other. You, as you go deeper into that into that wild rabbit hole, there are paid options that you know exist, but. A majority of it is free. Yeah. So porn, mm-hmm. alcohol, alcohol, drugs, huge. drugs. Um, so these are like the main ones that you think of when you think of addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go a layer deeper. Let's go a layer deeper. Um, off the top of my head, lust and sex, like a, another like evolution on you know your, the topic of porn, but now like. Lust and sex is yes. an addiction. Yes. That's definitely an addiction. Um, and as we go lower, I, I mean, levels down, this is also known as addiction, but not as, um, I guess, not as, most people aren't as aware or like realize that it is an addiction. It's right. just a, a drive. But right. yes, it is an addiction. Right. 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 So lust, sex, um, a lot of people are addicted to their work. That's a big one. Is it? All right. Yeah. Work. Okay. Definitely addicted to work. And addicted to work, people feel guilty if they're not working. Right, right, right. Or if you have time off, it's... I I'm mean, looking at you, William. I'm chatting out my brother right now because, you know, sometimes he took PTO last week for the holidays and... He was out there replying to his boss and stuff, and he felt guilty for not replying, which is insane because <laughs> you have a PTO balance that you've earned, and then you got it signed off for the week, and there you are, you know what I'm saying, like on Christmas, Christmas Eve, replying to work because you feel guilty. That is, that is in a sense, an addiction. And also, so the past couple of years, I've been really focused on a work-life balance, Right. right? Um, a little bit more emphasize on quality of life than so much on work. Right. And I've realized just this week. So, for example, I have some trips planned. Like, for example, my friend's wedding, who's a destination wedding. Mm-hmm. And then um, an, another trip with my wife. And I'm feeling guilty of taking time off. And I think that's normal. At least in our Western culture, you feel guilty taking time off. Um, and that was my big thing, like should I even go on these trips? Like, I don't want to take time off and like, 
um, feel guilty for not offering service at that time. Right. And that was like my main thing that was in my head. And it's, you feel like guilty. And then I met this person who just moved to Portland two years ago. And he's saying over there, um, it's mostly like family owned or small businesses, not a lot of like chain or franchise. Right. And he's saying like over there, well, I was talking to his mom. His mom was saying, he was telling me to go to Portland to visit and he has an Airbnb and all that. And his mom was saying, well, if you like have classes six days a week, like when are you going to find time to go? And then he just simply said, well, it's his business. He could just close it down for a couple of days, right. like nonchalant. And I was like, hmm. And he said, in Portland, a lot of people have small businesses, not a lot of chain. And it's very common that you go to your favorite restaurant or a bar or whatever. And it just says close for until. Right. And we'll be back then. We'll be back in whatever. And it's just normal. Like if they want to take some time off, they just take time off. They don't feel obliged to. And over there, it's a little bit slower paced than. Where is this mystical place? No, I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) But then again, also when I was in Switzerland, I was in Switzerland a lot over there is very similar. You'll go just walk the street. You'll see businesses just saying, Close through and we'll be back in September. Or and we're, and like we that. were talking about this in our last workout when we were smashing through the sets. But you're talking about how in Switzerland they were very keen of burnout, which in a sense is an awareness of people's tendency to be addicted to work and then yes. giving them an outlet to kind of combat that. Right. Right. Because here we here, you know what I'm saying? Like I remember at my uh, old employer, we had awards for burning the midnight oil, guys. This is an award for the person that stays the latest. And like we're creating this um, conditioning that like it is socially acceptable and applauded upon, applauded upon right to work late. And golly, you know what I'm saying? That is so unhealthy. And it starts even younger. Right. Like um, us as kids, we used to get awarded for perfect attendance at school and that's insane to me because shit you know what i'm saying like if you're sick you should be at home you know what i'm saying you shouldn't be spreading it and you should be recovering because Mm -hmm. there's nothing good for any parties you know what i'm saying like for you to force it just because you can get a perfect attendance award for the month or get some stars on your board you know what i'm saying and as i become a little bit more um older and more introspective and like, you know, really re re uh, living like things in the past, you know, I prided myself on being a perfect attendance for like my whole high school like career. And like, that's so unhealthy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wild, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like young, you know, we, we, we start getting conditioned young and then all of a sudden, like, you know, we're addicted to work for some reason and, You know, you hear these stories of executives that, like, can't get off their work email when they're on their beach vacation with their families. And, you know, they're like, oh, one more email, honey. One more email, you know. Then I'll hang out with you. And it never happens, you know. And it's sad to see. So work. Work is uh, a little deeper. uh, A a sub-layer lower in in terms of the types of addictions. Mm -hmm. And because it's so common now that it doesn't seem like it's addiction because right. everyone normal, is. Right. It's it's society. It's yeah. the norm. Um, so I think work segues into another addiction, which is money. Yes. Money. Money, no matter how much you make, 
or you have, you kind of always still want more and it's just more and more. There was a podcast I listened to, the guy, I forgot his name, but he is the founder of Impossible Meat. Mm-hmm. And he's already wealthy and he was just talking in the podcast how, and he probably has tons, tons of money, but he was just saying like, once you get a certain point, like it, after that, it doesn't matter. And he lives humbly. He still lives in the home that he um, kind of built and just very humble and noble mansion or like crazy cars. But he's just saying like, yeah, once you get to a point, then it's just, but you got to know that, yeah, once I'm there, I'm good. Now it's about creating something that you believe in or doing right. something that um, is meaningful for you. Right, right. And he and him, his purpose is the planet. Right, sustainable. Sustainable planet. And of course, the agriculture of um, meat production right. is a big factor. So that's why he's going into impossible and creating plant-based um, alternatives. But that's but that's not to make money. That's because he's already have money. But that's his right, like purpose. Purpose his, now. His determination. But the point is, we don't have that that cap. Like most of us is like, okay, once I have this, then I'll I want more. I'll be good. Like right. I'll, now I can really self actualize my purpose or like what I believe in, my passion, and right. just live life to enjoy it. Versus still like, ooh, now I have this much. Now I want to keep going. I want to make more. And it just, it never ends, right? It's the sky's the limit of how much you can acquire. Um, But you just go on stressing and worrying about this when in reality, you you don't need to anymore. I mean, you have enough. You have everything you need plus everything you want. Now it's just... If the greed comes in and you keep wanting more, then uh, man, as we talk about this and and like you know money as something that we can be inherently addicted to, and then your recount of this impossible meets founder and him overcoming his addiction to money and greed, right? That that the human like uh, in the human like you know nature to be greedy, right? And overcoming that and really self actualizing his his goal, his vision, right, for a sustainable planet, it kind of touches a nerve with myself. Not a, not a nerve. It, it just makes me a little bit more introspective because I myself am a part of a business venture with my friends. Um, and, you know, to start the year off, we had a meeting and we were goal setting, right? We were goal setting, you know, um, financial objectives. And, you know, we set objectives for quarter one, quarter two, et cetera. And... In theory, they're lofty, but like, at what point are those goals that we're setting bound by greed? You know what I'm saying? And 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 we're talking about this here, and I'm like, shit. You know, like perhaps I need to ground myself. I need to find ways to ground my 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 members, the members of my business venture. You know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. say, hey, we're doing this for a reason, and we need to know that reason, right? It's financial independence, yes, but we can't get sucked away into the thick of it because of greed. Um, so. Thank you for reminding me. You know, there's a lot of things to take away from when we have these conversations. So it's always great. Yeah. So money is a big thing. <sighs> money is a big thing. Um, money is a big thing. 
little things, everyday things. Like look at things that you do every day. For example, caffeine, coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, that has become like the cool thing. But first, coffee. Right. Oh, coffee the first thing in the morning. And then people are drinking four or five cups a day. And Damn. using that just to... We're saying this as we drink our teas. Sustain their energy levels. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, aren't we built? Shouldn't, if you're healthy, shouldn't you be able to just go throughout the day without some kind of external stimulus to just to get by? Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways... I'm not saying coffee's bad, but right. the addiction, it's bad. Right. It's just, I think, the awareness of it, right? Like, are you aware that perhaps you are addicted to it? And mm-hmm. if, it's, does, if it's not negatively affecting your life, then great. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay to be honest with yourself and be aware of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, like all this, like money. Right. Money's not bad. Right. You, like, you need money. In this world, you definitely need money. Right. If you want stability, if you want happiness, right. if you want to provide for your family, you need money. It's but is not it making bad. you a better person? You know what I'm saying? Like, or is it making you worse off, right? Are you always chasing money and then like, you know, neglecting personal relationships, neglecting, you know, work-life balance, neglecting your health, you know? Um, and I think that's where the awareness of it comes from, right? Like if you're aware that you're addicted, but then, hey, you also work on your health, you also work on your your uh, relationships, right? And yeah, boom, you have a great, you have a great balance. You have a great right. synergy going, right? And and you can build on that. But you know, a person that's purely chasing money and then that you know is a complete dickhead to their family, that's not healthy, you know. Right. And hey, they're probably not aware that they're addicted to chasing money and and those lofty goals that they set for themselves, you know. Um, But yeah, so talking about like the effects of addiction, right? The effects of addiction, like for example, we're talking about chasing money. I mean, there's a lot of people now who's like, oh, like if I just work really hard for this amount of years, I I could see a big payout. But also at this time, like maybe they have a little infant or a kid. And this is also a very important time for your kid's upbringing. Like first six years or so is very important right. if you're more focused on trying to make money for an x amount right. versus like spending time quality time with your kid during this very important years then but it's just that balance you got to find that that balance right. um and what are what are the goals of like making money to provide for your family for probably a lot right. of it is for your kids so stability security right um Peace of mind. Yeah. It's funny. We'll get, we'll get deeper into that topic a little as we go uh, further in this conversation. Um, Actually, let's get into that now because we kind of understand different addictions, right? Unless right, you yeah. want to talk about... Should we talk about our personal? Our personal? Like, you know, have, do you, do you want to talk about our personal addictions or is that... Sure. Sure. I feel like the last frontier that I'm tackling is an addiction to my mind. But what are some of the addictions that you've dealt with that you were aware of and what have you worked on in your personal life and then we can quick fire back and forth before we get to the mind hmm so I'm trying to think because I know I've been always really conscious and try not to be addicted and like blatantly stop that stuff Um, but I guess one thing now something that I am addicted to is 
like snacking on stuff. I've I've actually done a good job of not snacking between meals, but now I've changed my snacking to after meals. So after I eat something, now I'm opening the cupboard. Yeah. Ooh, some chips. Ooh, some chocolate. Ooh, some whatever. And then I just you could ask my wife. She always has to fill up the snack jar uh. or the snack cupboard. Um, but I I try to fight it, combat it, move it. Okay, I'm not gonna snack for whatever, four hours between my meals, but now I'm adding it, tackling it on behind my meals. Right. So for example, like that, it's simple, right? It's just snacking. Yeah. Um, but it takes a lot of energy and conscious effort for me to like, okay, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And it's not until like I do like, for example, a nutrition challenge right where it's like okay now i have a certain amount that um like yeah i'm gonna stop doing this then i will have to put in effort to do it but that's that's, that's an addiction and that's, that's an addiction even yeah. though like i don't think of it as addiction it seems harmless because it's well i work out all the time i can the calories is not a big deal um, and it's usually healthier snacks for the most part, right. but it's still an addiction. Right. Because you know what I'm saying? Like once the Pringle pops, does the fun stop? Yeah. And then my wife always asks like, why don't you just have like the whole thing? another third serving if you're still hungry? And it's like, no, I'm full, but I just yeah, cancel out. keep snacking until I'm like super full. Yeah. But anyways, that's... Yeah. My wife's working upstairs, and if she can hear this, she's probably laughing, chuckling to herself, because I, my friend, am very guilty of that, uh, and, and, and it's one of the uh, things that I've been trying to be more conscious about this past half year and going into this year, um, you know, with my wife dealing with pregnancy and really looking out after her diet and mm -hmm. also forcing me uh, to do so. Um, you know, snacking has been an area where we're very cognizant you know, very conscious of, and yeah, you know, perhaps this is the kick in the ass that I needed to be even better, even more strict, even more, um, better about, you know, um, because in a sense, when we're working on these addictions, we're being the better versions of ourselves, right? Yep. Um, so that's a good one. That's a good one to start. That's a good one. Uh, another snacking. one. Yeah. Something is just snacking. Right. Um, another one that we are very conscious of me and my wife is our screen time on oh that's a big one addiction to your phone but though you know what that's probably i'm always conscious about being addicted about screen time mm -hmm. and it does take a lot of effort to like okay stop right because it's so normal now like you're sitting in your car you're at a red light you want to check your phone and just Oh, let's see what's going on. On do I have emails? Do I have notifications on this right. and that? So you're always checking. That's what happens, man. When we go from driving manual cars to driving automatic <laughs> cars, you know, I never had any time to like go grab my phone yeah. uh, when I was driving manual because you know you're always engaged. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're right. Phones. The addiction to the phone. Oh. Like I am. Like I'm pretty good at it. Um, but I still notice that there, it's still there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and even if I just let it, like, for example, social media, I, if I can delete it, I would, but mm -hmm. I kind of need it for my business and right. communication with, um, right. all that. But if I can, I would delete it. But even with that, I could just scroll a little bit and then just be on for 
20 minutes, 30 minutes, and it's just like, what the heck did I just waste my time on? Right, right, right. But um, social media is a big one, guys. Social media, screen time, that's something that's to be very, very, you know, uh, hard to get rid of, especially in this day and age, like you're saying. Not only is it normally, norm, like the norm is accepted, right? And then you have to run a business and use these outlets, right? Mm-hmm. To then like fully function and then like, you know, be a successful business, right? But everything in this world is shifting towards like technology and like, you know, advertising and, you know, everything is trying to win your attention, right? We talked about porn and how that wins your attention and you're stuck on your phone or your devices, right? But then social media, their algorithms are designed to capture your attention, right? And these investors are keenly looking for these, the next platform that is getting the best social engagement, you know? Um, so screen time is huge, right? And then as devices get, like, better, better battery life, better screen quality, better just, you know, everything, right? Like, it's even easier, you know? Like, it was harder to enjoy screen time on a little BlackBerry with a tiny screen than it is now with, a, like, a giant, like, 6.7-inch iPhone Pro Max, like, you know, 24X FPS and all, you know, all that all that crazy shit, right? Like... It's so easy to get immersed and sucked in nowadays, you know? And, like, as we go one step further, right, like, the next topic of interest in today's society is, like, the metaverse, right? And that's, like, sucking you into screen time in a more immersive way, you know what I'm saying? Now you're not looking at a screen on, like, a computer, a tablet, a phone. You're putting this whole damn goggle over your head, and you're augmenting your reality. And that's, like, one... Right, completely immersed into it. So it's very, uh, I think, important to be aware of how much uh, you are spending your time and energy on your devices because it's an addiction, guys. And it's tough for me, too, because I love reading, mm-hmm. but I'm a lazy guy. I, I wouldn't say it's lazy, but it's so nice to have your book on your device. And... I look at my screen time report and a lot of it is just reading, you know what I'm saying, on my books app, mm-hmm. which I kind of give myself a pass for, but it looks bad in theory, right? Like my wife can walk down or like, you know, I can be just reading on my phone and like, you know, someone can come walk by and like, oh, this guy's on his phone. You know, my parents would be like, oh, why are you always on your phone? But I'm reading, but whatever. I don't really care about what people's perspective <laughs> is. Um, I enjoy having my whole library on my device. You know what I'm saying? I'm on my airplane and I can choose like three different books. And I'm not like my, uh, my I'm like, I'm not like a high school child with a backpack with like a bunch of books, you know, like I have it on my device and I like that. I enjoy that. It saves my bookmarks. I ain't got to have buy multiple bookmarks, you know? Um, so I really enjoy reading on my, um, devices, but I know that you give me books to read and they're physical and they're so I'm the based. opposite. Yeah. He's the I opposite. like the physical books. So I actually buy books and have <laughs> It's just better. Life. It's right. better for my eyes, and I just enjoy reading it. Right, right. So when I have books, I actually give them the physical. And I'm like, what is this thing? And he's saying, like, you can't give me so many books. I don't like the clutter. and Never said anything about clutter. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, social media, being on your phone, um, TV and stuff is not a big deal for me. We're... Me and my wife are very um, good about that. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't really... We don't try not to start any series unless we really want to. Mm-hmm. Just because it, it's addictive. We know it's addictive. Like, if I watch an episode, it's going to draw me in. And I'm going to be stuck for 
season one. If there's multiple seasons, season two, season three, I and that's it. a big chunk of my time. I hate it. I hate it. I hate TV. I so hate. We really don't watch. Like if we want to watch something, we'll watch a movie because it's just a one and done. Yeah. So we r- rarely watch a series unless it's really intriguing. We really want to, but we're not just gonna start just to see. No, I hear you. I hear you. My wife's like cooking and she have, she'll have her laptop on, on some Netflix show, you know, and she's like watching Selling Sunset and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, a master in real estate out in the sunset area in LA, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they do a fantastic job in sucking your attention. And just like we said, right? Like these TV shows. Um, but you're not, so you're, but you're not, but you do not. a good job. Yeah. But then again, like, so like these things, like, as I'm talking, I'm pretty sure this is very common to a everyone, lot. Right, right? Right. And yeah, like I love my show. I love my whatever. And yeah, it's it's fine. great. It's fine. It's great know. to enjoy it. But if that's your outlet to spend quality time with someone, like you know, perhaps you like to watch sports, like a basketball game with your son. You know, you guys root for the same team. Yep. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing, but like I'm just asking you guys to be honest. And aware of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not saying that addiction's bad. It's just asking you, hey, are you aware of who you are and what your tendencies are? You know? It's just, just being introspective. Well, so, so the thing in itself, for example, watching TV or watching these series or money or work, all of this is not bad in itself. Mm-hmm. The addiction of it is mm-hmm. potentially bad because right. now you are no longer conscious of... of it, right. Like your actions, because now you're just driven by these urges, these desires um, to do it, and to a point where now you're becoming almost like a autopilot, like robot. Just yeah. You go home, and all of a sudden, boop, TV's on. TV's on, and I'm just gonna sit here for a couple of hours, and then it just, and then it, as time goes by, right. like in your whatever. So say 2020 through now. You've been binging on a lot of TV because a lot of social functions are out. Right. So now, two years of your life, how many hours, hours of it is just watching mindlessly? Right. TV shows. TV shows. Whereas yeah. there's so much other... And as you get older, you start thinking fundamental um, questions like, okay, like, what's my purpose? Or like, what do I want to get out of this life? Like I only live once. I like, how do I enjoy it to my fullest or how do I, um, actualize my passions or something like that? And if you ever look back and be like, Oh my gosh, this huge chunk of my life, I just watched (laughs) every show on Netflix and Hulu and this and that, then you'll look back and see like, Oh my gosh, it's such, there's so much time wasted. Yeah. But before we get deeper into that, because I think that's a good segue, um, another addiction personally that I've struggled with um, and overcame were the simple ones. A few of them were the simple ones like alcohol and, you know, smoking marijuana. Sorry, dad. Sorry, mom. It's California. It's legal now. Um, But alcohol, I feel like, you know, my whole college life was like clouded and hazed by a lot of drinking. Um, you know, I was in a frat, as were you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was so normal, you know what I'm saying? Like parties, 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 social functions, like a so, so, social lube, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with this girl. Let's go buy a fifth and, you know, get it on and stuff, you know? Um, you want to hang out with some friends, let's go to the bar and get a picture, beer to share amongst the boys. You know, we're watching sports games. Hey, let's get a picture to share with the boys and watch the game. And the whole, like, four or five years, you know, was just clouded by alcohol and and, and Looking back on it, I was young, yes. Um, a lot of people will say that, hey, that's part of, you know, like the college experience. I'm fine, I get it, you know, like it makes for good memories. But then how many of the memories do we miss out on because we were under the influence, you know? Um, and yeah, that was one thing. And I feel like I just grew out of liking alcohol as much, you know? Like I know that now, even like when I was working a few years ago, right, like, the big thing was like happy hour after work, you know, go out with your coworkers and drink. And, you know, it wasn't really for me. It's odd because then, you know, like don't people drive places? You know what I'm saying? Like I had such a hard time driving manual, like while under the influence. And I guess, you know, that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, you see it in these like TV shows and movies, right? Like people would be drinking all the time, celebrating or drinking after a bad day or drinking just to drink, you know? And I'm like, shit, you know, it's so normalized. So you feel like you were addicted? I feel like I was subconsciously just doing it just to uphold some sort of image yeah. or just to function or, or be accepted. Um, and I enjoyed it, I guess. It was just like so new to me at the time. And I was so young to understand it, right? To understand the effects, understand like what I was doing. But as I got older, you know, like as I, as, as I progress into my 30s, um, it just doesn't speak to me as much anymore. So I feel like I grew out of it in a sense and that's cool because that it's like a nice way to ease off of the addiction or being subconsciously like always you know grabbing the beer grabbing a cup of wine at the end of uh, the night you know mm -hmm. it just slowly progressed to where i didn't really want it anymore and i didn't really have to put that much effort into fighting this addiction so i was great right but for me my vice was weed um you know i loved it I liked it more than drinking. And I guess in a sense that was me coping for not drinking or like, you know, my excuse for not drinking as much as like, Hey, I must smoke. Or I'd rather smoke. Right. Because I felt more adequate. Right. Like, you know, I was able to work out still. Um, I was able to read. I was able to game. I was able to, you know what I'm saying? Like I was more functional, mm -hmm. functional because then like looking back on it, you know, were my workouts the best while I was high? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I felt like I was still able to go and do a few curls and a few bench, you know what I'm saying? Like while high and under the influence. And I know that there are still like bodybuilders out there, athletes that, you know, use, um, you know, people that use it as a coping mechanism to help sleep or for PTSD. You know, it's whatever, you know, but I had none of that. And I was just addicted to the ritual of smoking. Right. Um, and then that exacerbated during the pandemic where we had nothing to do and I still didn't like drinking, um, but I would smoke more often. Right. I would smoke in the morning. I would smoke midday yada yada i was able to work still i was able to like attend my meetings and really like lead meetings while high and stuff and i felt like man you know what i'm saying like it didn't really affect me you know like i was in a boardroom with a bunch of executives and i was high and i was still the man you know like and uh, and, and and it really stuck with me because then like it was normal you know like mm -hmm. um i could be presenting like you know financial like quarterly summaries with the best of my confidence while well, high and i'm like damn if i'm dysfunctional you know like i'm just gonna do it more often and 
you know, I wasn't really aware that I was addicted. Yeah. You know, I was like, weed's not addicting. Everyone says that, you know, like so many stoners, sorry, stoner is a harsh word. Um, will say that, Hey, you know, I'm not addicted. I can quit whenever, but can you, you know? And I had a really hard time like stopping. Yeah. Weed is not addicting, but like mentally or physiology, like you just have that routine, that habit uh, that you just want to do it. Right. You know, so like, it's not like weed itself. It's just you've been doing it so much that. Yeah, it was kind of ritual, you know, like. Yeah. I would like, you know, be done with work and boom, ready for a bowl, you know, like. So what made you snap out of it or. I'm having a daughter. <laughs> that's a that's a good yeah, reason. My wife's pregnant. Uh, we're expecting. and I'm super excited. Um, and yeah, it was like a, a kick in the ass to be a better man, a better person, a father, you know, um, and I wanted to st- you know, be there for my wife, you know, it'd be unfair for her to give up all these things and, you know, have the burden of carrying a child while I fucked around and still smoked. Yeah. Um, or drank. I even cut out coffee with her, but I still have like, you know, coffee here and there, um, to enjoy. But, you know, um, that was my catalyst and it was cool. You know, I really enjoyed like not smoking. Um, and really being aware that, like, hey, you know, I, I didn't have any withdrawals or anything. But it was, like, like you said, it was, like, that, that, that mental, like, you know, hey, this ritual of lighting up the weed and rolling or something. You know, like, mm-hmm. all that doing something, right? That's kind of what we were addicted to. Um, because, it, you know, like you don't need it. So let's segue this. Um, why, why do we look out... Why do we look for these things, these addictive things, and get addicted? So what do you think? Why is it that we are so drawn into, for example, to working hard or to making tons of money or to uh, drink and socialize or weed and all these addictions? I think the best way to put it is to attain or try to attain an attempt to attain or get back to our roots, which is this greater infinite self, right? We talk about like spirituality a lot and a lot of it is like, you know, really self-actualizing, you know what I'm saying? And being aware that you are greater, you're connected to this greater life force. And for so long, we've forgotten about it, right? And Everything we do in these like vices, whether it's, you know, drugs and alcohol or chasing money, chasing respect, chasing all that, right? In a sense, it's a way to feel, an attempt to feel great, an attempt to feel invincible, an attempt to have a peace of mind, an attempt to feel present, an attempt to feel at peace and secure, right? Everything that we do, right, to chase work, when we chase like money and like, you know, when we're addicted to work, right? It's because we are trying to have security, financial freedom. And that, in a sense, is having a peace of mind, right? Like, and, in, and, and, and isn't peace of mind and that quietness of mind, right? An inherent, like, trait of being self-actualized? Yeah, totally. Liberation yes. of your mind and liberation of suffering, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or, like, when we drink and we smoke and we do other drugs, Right? It's a way to escape. It's a way to be present, like in the, in the moment, or a way to be escaping from past and present fears and you know what I'm saying, anxiety, right? Like when we drink and party, 
are we not trying to escape the bad day that we had already? And then we're also, we're also trying to forget about like the anxieties that we face tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And we're just trying to be present in the moment, but isn't being present in the moment, our true self, you know, like, um, nailed it. So with that being said, (laughs) so with that being said, all of this being in the present, um, or being in closer to our, our bigger self, like instead of our limited self and this limited self is bounded by our mind, right? Right. Our conditions, our thinking, our likes, our dislikes. Um, and these escapes, for example, like all of these partying and drinking or like even work and stuff, you get out of your head for that. That, that task, moment, right? that moment, right? Like, you know, hey, I have a deadline for work. I'm going to get like, you know, into that. And then that is a way an escape for you to dive into, Mm -hmm. to ignore other things. And then you're so sucked away with that task at hand, right? Or that party or that, you know, that travel trip or whatever it is, right? And you're like, you can disregard everything else. And you're like, hey, sorry, you know, the last week I've been busy with work. You know what I'm saying? It's an escape. It's an escape from your true, your mind, your other responsibilities. Because one thing, the deeper thing that he was talking about before is we're addicted to thinking and we don't know this most of us are not conscious of this but we are addicted to our thinking and um so thinking always lives in for example the past or the present it's rarely here oh no, no past and the future past, past and the future. what did i say yeah, past, past and present past, past or future past and future because yeah. when you're present there's not that much thinking. There's more experiencing, right. right? And that's why, like, when you're, for example, when you drink or when you're on drugs, then your mind's not as active. You're kind of just all dumbed down, and you're right. more in the present, and now you're just enjoying experiencing everything. Right, right, right. Um, you can be a little bit more yourself, as right. they say. Like, when right. you drink, now you're like, oh, I, I feel free. Like, right. I'm not, I can really just do things, Um Without my mind saying, oh, what if someone thinks of me this way right, or right, right. am I doing this right? The liquid courage, right? The liquid courage that gives you the uh, power to stop overthinking and then like have the courage to go and yeah, so say hi to that girl across the all room. All of this is just thinking. Like, right. for example, I want to say hi to like this girl. Oh, like she could be the love of my life. She's so pretty. Or right. I, I just want to talk to her. What if she says her. no? And, you know, and like, then now it's your mind that's just... Coming with all these scenarios. Right, right, right. Um, and you're addicted to it because you're listening to it. You're letting it dictate, dictate mm-hmm. your actions, your life, um, every little thing that you do. Mm-hmm. And that's why you take that shot to build up that courage to walk across the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's an it escape. Because it it down. Right. It, it allows you to That's why people always present. say, drink away or drink away my problems right. or drink away to numb right. everything that's going on. Right, 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 right. So it's an escape from the mind same with you know um other outlets watching binging on a movie because that's an escape from your mind now you're because all your senses drama right all your senses are sucked into that right mm-hmm. and it's an, it's a way for your brain to then be so distracted from your past from your future right for the next like hour if it's a tv show or two three hours if it's a movie right you're completely sucked in 
and you're not thinking about your 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 you know what you need to do in the next day or what you you know went through. It's perhaps you, perhaps you you know perhaps you might still because of that problem at hand, that stress or whatever is so like you know strong. But most of the time, you know what I'm saying. Like when I went to go watch Spider Man, I didn't think about you know <laughs> I didn't think about what I needed to do tomorrow. I was just enjoying Spider Man for what it was, you know. So. What we're say- what you're saying, David, is that we do all these things as an escape from, or an attempt, an attempt, a very horrible attempt at attaining, or trying to attain, freedom, freedom, liberation, right. nirvana, enlightenment, right. presence, your greater self, a self not limited by these, these small like you know falsehoods that you cling on to. Um, and yeah, it's 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 wild when you really like sit down and think about like the bigger reasons behind your addictions. Um, I'm smiling because we we're talking about addiction to thinking, and then you're like, when you sit down and think introspectively, <laughs> yeah, learn. It's good contemplating. Um, Fill me up. Good. <laughs> but. Definitely, like, and that's why, so, in our classes, in Boundless classes, we do meditations at the beginning, and everyone who comes in who's newer, a lot of the time they say, it's uncomfortable, they don't like it, it's too hard, my mind's too crazy, right? And, um, and it's not that when you're sitting down and meditating that your mind becomes crazy, this is the normal state. Right. You're just now finally sitting down and just ah, taking a breath and then just seeing what's going on naturally. Right. Right. So it's not that meditating is hard. It's now you're just becoming aware that, hey, like my mind is noisy. It is everywhere. I cannot concentrate or focus or even just relax or just be silent. So a lot of people feel uncomfortable at first or just like turned off by it because I don't want to deal with this. They're used to escaping it through whatever, where it be work or TV or binging on food or alcohol or something like that. It's easier right. to, to escape it through that route versus dealing with it. A more natural um and beneficial for yourself and mm-hmm. for your growth. Like we said on that stress episode, right? Like rather than suppressing it, dealing with it and yeah. actually being aware of it and letting the experience happen, right? Is a better way of letting those emotions process. And in a sense, right? Like our mind can be something that we need to experience more often than rather than suppressing or escaping or, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah. Cause uh, yeah, based on that, for example, our mind, we like to feel a certain way. Like we're programmed like, oh, I, sh- I should be strong. I'm, I'm a man. I right. shouldn't cry. Or right. this is all mind stuff, right? right this right, thinking, right. these conditions. But we are all like, this is human experience. We're all supposed to experience all the different type of emotions. Right. Um, and if the mind's not there, like if something's sad, then like, yeah, you naturally want to cry. Right. Right? You naturally want to cry or feel sad, and that's okay. That's part of 
the human experience. Right. But our mind is saying, no, I, I shouldn't feel this way. That shows weakness. Right. And then now you suppress it. Right. And then now that builds up. That other... lingering sadness or that lingering emotion right. or event is still trapped in. Right. And guess what? Like a few weeks later, you blow up or you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it manifests in all sorts of different um, ways if you don't. <clears throat> let it express itself. It becomes like the straw that breaks the camel's back and then boom, you know, like this next event becomes even way worse and then like it snowballs. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's wild. It's wild because, you know, when we look deeper, we're introspective with ourselves and we're honest with ourselves, right? A lot of these addictions are just ways for us to make excuses to deal with our mind. Um when you get to the root of it and you understand the root of it, it's so easy to let go of everything else, you know? So in a sense, I think a good closing thought to this topic of addiction is if you're able to get to the root cause, which is the mind, it is so easy to let go of everything else. And we got to the root cause for you guys, you know what I'm saying? So you don't have to do the hard work and get there yourself. Yeah. Um, the root cause is the mind. And but you gotta but you gotta see it for yourself. You gotta see it for yourself. Like you probably can understand it conceptually, but if you can see it and exp and like really know it yourself, then that's when the transformation happens. Right. Um so one thing intellectually, conceptually understand it. The other thing is to really experience it or see it is that's when transformation happens. But for example, um, I don't know an example, but saying going this route of becoming more awareness or becoming more aware or at least um, detaching from overthinking or your mind, what happens is that you're free. You become more free, and like the like right now. In our addictive um, nature, like we always want bigger and better and like all these things and we start neglecting like the little beauties in life. Like we always want something bigger or more grand or something that just more excitement. Right. But once you kind of like get back to the, your natural state, as we were talking about, every little thing becomes perfection, becomes beautiful. Like, and we talked about this before, like going on a walk and just going on a walk with your wife and your dog, like right. that itself, so simple, that's easy, that anyone can do, is bring so much joy and gratification right. and like feeling of... Content. Yeah, content. Because um, everything, everything is perfect as is, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, it doesn't matter if it's cloudy, it doesn't matter if it's rainy, it doesn't matter if it's sunny, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter if it's hot, and I'm like sweating. It's good. This is exactly it, and you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel in everything. Like I noticed now um, doing these practices, um, like more in tune with nature, mm -hmm. for sure. Like I walk, if I see like trees or birds or anything, like it grasps my attention right away. And like I see the beauty of it and I appreciate it. And that brings me joy simply as that. Whereas when you're addicted to your thinking, your mind, um, and all these other external addictions, then as you walk, you're not enjoying like what's happening at that moment. You're thinking about 
oh, I wonder what's going to happen in the next episode or what I got to do for work. And you're just caught up in your mind and not really experiencing life at hand, but you're just all in here. Right. Um, so that's the difference. If as you work to become a little bit more detached from your mind, your thinking, and it's not a bad thing. Some people say, a lot of people question like, well, like if I don't think then I'm just dumb or I'm like, there's no intelligence or something like that, right? Like you right. need to think because that's the beauty, that's our human evolution. And that's true. Um, our mind is very powerful. We can think of something and manifest it and make it reality. But the thing is right now, we don't have, we're not in control. Our mind is right. Right. It's overpower is overtaking us and it's creating all sorts of stress, depression, um, anxiety problems that right. suffering. Suffering, pretty right. much psychological suffering. Yeah, think about it, you know what I'm saying? This whole you know, like the human race, us as a whole, the whole planet Earth, you know, yes, we have technological marvels, we're able to fly with planes and you know, have cool phones. But guess what? Look at all the other destruction that we've caused, you know, climate you know, horrible climate change catastrophes, right? Genocides, wars, um, the damn pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Whether that's an outbreak or if it's from, you know, science, I'm not going to get into that debate, you know, but like in theory, you know, it's, we're, we are the cause of all, a lot of our suffering, right? Like, you know, the mental health issues that stem from social media comes from what, you know, us and our brilliant minds putting together all these algorithms for social media, on your cool devices, iPhones and, you know, whatever, it's all stems from the human, you know what I'm saying? The human's capacity to manifest and develop and create and, you know, which is the endless possibilities of the mind, which is great, you know, but how much of it is used for the benefit of humanity and how much of it is used for destructive forces, right? And another measurement that we don't really pay attention to is like our level of happiness or level of joy or ha or peace or love like right. if we are doing all these technological advances but our level our quality of life our quality of being right. is we're a lot of times depressed or angry or right. anxious or stressed right then are we going the right way right because for example when we were born when we we're five six years old we're the happiest we've we're, ever been. We're happy. Like, we're not, no worries. And then as you get older, we become more jaded, more stressed, more tense. Envious. And envious like, and all that. Right. Like, with all the advances, like, shouldn't our overall well-being also correlate with our advances? The marvels that we're... But it's you know, not. The marvels of mankind. So you know? don't... So we can't be blinded by, like, oh, wow, like, look at... We have everything, yeah. our whole life, it can be in this simple right. device, but yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But like our, our well-being, our quality of life, our us life experience, yeah. our experience right. yeah. is that up to that standard too? So that's why you also got to... Just got to see both sides, you know? Like, yeah, the mind is both. great. The mind is great for whatever it puts its energy towards 
But you got to put it towards the right things. The right things. And it's easy to be trapped about all the shiny, cool things that we do, right? It's, you know, like, yeah, we can send a Tesla zero to 60 in like under two seconds. Great. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's human engineering marvel and, you know, that's great and all. But then look at the obesity index and look at the way the politicians treat the people. And, you know what I'm saying? That's also their mind putting their propaganda or their values and their vision and manifesting onto the world. You know what I'm saying? They're creating that life, right? Like the big corporations are selling you poison in your food. The social media conglomerates are selling you like an addictive platform. You know what I'm saying? And when we're not aware of that, right? But then it all ties back to that. Everything comes back to an addiction and and, an addiction of the mind. Because then when you think about your politicians, you think about your leaders, you think about your corporate leaders, you think about your work leaders, you know? Like, aren't they all dealing with the same human nature, which is addiction to the mind? Yep. And if they all share the common problem, you know what I'm saying? Like, isn't that why we're facing some of the things we're facing? It's easy to see now. It, It becomes the root cause of the problem. Um, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, everything comes back to the ego, right? Like, you know, why would like one country like butt heads with the other one? Because the leaders are addicted to power, addicted to self image, and they want to butt heads because they got to uphold this. They got to look macho on TV and they got to look macho on knees. They got to control this and that. Same thing with your politicians, same thing with your leaders in like, you know, and it all plays out on this little like, theater that we live on right you know what i'm saying this little globe that we live on right like it is people so the takeaway right so the takeaway something you can leave out with this podcast is one be more aware just like be honest with yourself your addictions okay addictions from all different levels we talked about that another takeaway Try to see how you're addicted to your mind, your thinking, overthinking. Um, And the third takeaway, perhaps, correct me if I'm wrong, but perhaps there is a way to break away from the matrix, you know what I'm saying? And really self-actualize. There definitely is. And I, and that, I mean, that's been the thing for a lot of groups of people. I mean, they're searching for liberation for truth from end of suffering free from suffering for from enlightenment um higher level of consciousness um becoming one with the source like these are all different methods that has or different ways i mean people are searching it through that right and a lot of it i mean that's spirituality in a sense right right um the science of happiness right the science of happiness. I love it. As well, yeah. So, yeah, you know, perhaps there is a matrix. And the construct of the matrix is not as unshakable as we think it is, you know. We can break away from it. We can really be free from it. Um, but it just takes doing step one and step two. Just understanding what you're addicted to. Just becoming more conscious. Right, right, Just right, becoming right. more conscious. It's very simple as that, but it's it's hard to see it. Um, if you're in the thick of it, the matrix. I'll leave, I'll, I want to leave off with this thought then. Yes, please. 
reality, your reality is just a projection of your mind and your mindset and your mind state. And if you can change your mind, your mindset, whatever it may be, you can change your reality, right? So if your mind is addicted, or so, but if you're addicted to your mind, it controls your reality, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're able just to have that paradigm shift, perhaps your reality can change. Yep. All it mm -hmm. takes is your mind. That's it. That's it, guys. That was That's good. It. That was good. Hell yeah. All right. If you guys have any questions, comments, leave it below. Leave it below. Subs um, if you loved. Yes. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll see you next time. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year. Peace. See you guys. Bye.